Call It Love, that's an appropriate title because you have to just ascribe that title to whatever the hell it is that Uchu and Tongchin are doing. Thank you for decompressing with Ardok Sarang. I am your host, T. And man, there's not much tea to even spill on this drama, guys. Um, There's really not much to report. So it's like, okay, well, damn, why did you make an episode? I made an episode because I am trying to consume a current day K-drama in real time. And where I am only on episode seven, guys, and I'm not even done with episode seven, I just have to, or I'm on episode eight. I had to come and just give you my mid-season analysis, if I can call it that. Would you, I, let me say this. This drama is not quite as morose as I thought it was, so there's a high point. There's a pro. I did. It, it's not quite as, you know, I want to die after i get done with this shit it's not like that but for its lack of moroseness it has just there is a such thing as slow burn romance and you've heard me report about slow burn romance before do you love brahms is the best slow burn romance i have ever watched it is a k-drama and it is absolutely fantastic. And the reason why you should take that to heart is because I am not the girl who can sit there and wait for y'all to finally kiss on the last episode or something weird like that. Okay, I'm you. You're gonna get, you are gonna give me something to watch, or I've gotta go. It's too many damn dramas on earth. For me to be sitting around waiting on y'all to realize something that is so obvious. Uju and Dongjing, they don't really even make me upset. Look, they are both like a cup of lukewarm water, you know? It's not hot, it's not cold. It's slightly unsatisfying, you know? Uju approaches Dongqin as if he is somebody that needs to be protected. To a certain degree, I can like that dynamic because it means that the woman is not afraid to be straight up about what she feels. And she's like, look, this is what it is. That is what it ain't. And I ain't got time to be playing with you. And I like that. However, she doesn't realize that her protectiveness over his emotional well-being and her wanting Dongqin to not be sad all the time and just to not have the stressors in his life. Her concern for him is love. And these dramas are very strange. Like I said, I just, you know, I guess you have to make a drama a drama dramatic for a reason because why would it be a drama if it's not like over the top? But I mean, do you really get to make it to 30 in life and you ain't never had no fucking boyfriend and shit like that? 
I mean, I that's a real question. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, because I have a lot of young people listening to this in their 20s. If you're in your, please comment or leave me a message at idoxadong at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail, a voice message. You can do that through Spotify by Anchor. All you have to do is find the podcast and there will be an option there for you to send me an audio message. Is it possible to get to 30 and not ever have a boyfriend? I mean, never. Not just like not have a boyfriend. Because I guess that's possible if you just, you know, I don't know. But is it possible to never have liked somebody to the point, to the point that you don't even know what you're feeling when you're in love? Because I don't give a damn what country you live in. You ought not to be so stunted romantically or relationally that you don't know that you're in love when you're in love. So this is where Uju is. She does not know that she loves Dong Chin. Dong Chin, I can see it in his eyes that he likes Uju. And I'm talking about Korean like baby. Joyo like, which we know is equal to love. But Uju loves him to me. She loves him like a mother loves her son. Like she wants to keep him from all harm. And that's cool or what have you. But she doesn't realize that she's in love with the guy. And she definitely doesn't know the first thing to do. Dong Jin is not really too much better than her because I feel that Dong Jin has got too much experience to be as aloof as he is. And it's not that he's doing anything to really like piss me off or anything like that. But supposedly Dong Jin had a girlfriend in the past, Min Young. And Min Young trampled over his heart. Absolutely. She should be he should be pissed off at her for life for what the fuck she did. This is how um, low self-esteem Dong Jin is or something. He allowed Min Young to cheat on him and he knew she was cheating. He said he knew she was cheating the last year they were together. He knew she was cheating on him and he was cool with it. To the degree that she was the one that ended up breaking up with him because she decided that she was moving to the United States. So not only do you let the girl cheat, but you let her dump you. And so now this girl lives across the hall from him. And he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. She's extremely apologetic. It's obvious that she wants him back, but Uju, knowing the situation and what happened because he shared as much with her she her protectiveness is even more intense because she wants to uh shield Dong Jin from ever having to be hurt again by Min Young something about the idea of Dong Jin having his feelings hurt emotionally makes Uju fall in love but a very extreme protective type of love now what i had hoped was a potential turning point and was a a huge victory for me for these two was one day she and dong jin are in the office and 
Actually, she's in the office late. She purposely hangs back to wait for him because his company is struggling. It's bleeding employees because in the past, he worked with some guy professionally. This guy double-crossed him and humiliated him, and it made him his employees lose all their confidence in him so them being fresh out of college and up you know early 20s and fickle they burned out on his ass left him high and dry because I guess they figured there's no security here it's gonna fold at any point let me tuck tail and run before this damn thing collapses so every day for like a week or two it, it just bleeds people Until there aren't but a handful of literally only five fucking people left. And Uju hangs back at the end of the day to wait for Dong Jin. Because at this point, they like each other, but baby, they are never going to confess to each other. They will confess to each other because that's what this is. But I just can't see, you know, them doing it anytime soon. We on episode eight. And if they do, fine. Great. It'll be a better drama if they do. So, before he can come back to meet her at the office all at night after hours and shit. Because, you know, they like each other. And so, they now they'll have a chance to maybe, you know, get a little bit closer. Which I loved the idea of them doing that. The ex shows up. Creeps up on him at night because she feels like ain't nobody going to be there. So I can manipulate his ass alone. But Uju is there. And she has to confront her. Dong Jin rolls up at the same time that the two women are having not even a back and forth. Because Uju is not kind of the girl. She is so aloof and so unfiltered with her communication style that you just don't know what this bitch is thinking so you don't want to say nothing flippant to her because she might charge at your ass and tackle you or something so I Young is playing gets smart she's not saying much because it's like this bitch is probably going to kick my ass so let me be quiet Dong Jin rolls up and he sees Uju first because Uju is like let's just say standing in the hall of where you get off on the elevators so he can see her but he cannot see the girlfriend that's down the adjoining hall in front of his office so when by the time he gets to uju and he notices that uju ain't looking at him he follows her eyes and sees that it's min young which he wants shit to do with i am proud of him for resisting her and not being a fucking um not being weak and I'm I'm proud of Wuju for wanting to protect him from that. The last thing she wants him to do is to be weakened by her feminine wiles and stuff. And I'm like, but Wuju, you're not giving very much to compete with. Although it's obvious he likes her. I'm just not sure what she thinks she's doing in relationship to, you know, getting the upper hand on Dong Jin. Other than, to her credit, she has told the girl, look, you need to move out. You need to get out. Went so far as to go over to her house, have enough soju to crash at her house. Both of them was drinking. They was both tipsy. And she was still adamant about, you need to leave. And by the morning, 
Min Young had decided I'm going to leave and had told Dong Jing as much. And Dong Jing was like, you know what? This is your apartment. You don't have to leave on my account. Just do you. I'm going to do me. Just stay out of my way. Now, he didn't say that, but that was his tone. So the hope that I saw in this scene was that these two were about to leave after Dong Jing told Min Young to kick rocks, baby. You need to. And before you kick rocks, you need to think about why I'm telling you to kick rocks. And so he grabs... You know, he does the K-grab where he grabs her, you know, wristish area. But Uju, it, that's not acceptable enough for her. And she decides that she's going to slide his hand down so that it can thread through her fingers and they leave hand in hand. And I thought to myself, yes, because Mignon was looking like her heart was, you know, underneath her shoe when she saw that. These two get on the elevator to the lobby and before they get to the lobby, they kind of, they do the, you know, the panicked unthreading of the fingers where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we're touching even though I initiated it. And when she gets down to the bottom, the ground floor or the lobby, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I kind of did that to just, you know, you know, and he was like, it's okay. It's okay. So what happened in that moment of them threading fingers together and walking out hand in hand, what I thought was a pivot into us getting into the, yes, no. They took five steps. They took one step forward with the hand threading, and then they took five steps back after that. So now I'm on episode eight. That was episode six. What's going on on episode eight? Episode eight, you know, Uju is... In her favorite little soju bar or something. She's sitting there eating and drinking. And she's there with um, Yun Jun, who is her childhood friend. She's known him forever. He is like a brother, probably. And they standing up confronting each other because she's like, I just don't want him to feel bad ever in life and I just want him to not have to experience any pain and what is that and he's looking at her like a bitch and after a while he can't even stand it anymore so he walks out the restaurant that's a little confusing to me because a if she's so aloof that she doesn't understand she's in love and she like your little sister or something why didn't you just tell her girl you in love so move just get out the way number one number two if he is actually in love with Uju, that makes a complete sense why he stormed out of the restaurant and left her looking dumb by herself. It doesn't explain why it looks like in other episodes that he's saying that he's in love with her sister, her older sister, who is a hapless romantic. This girl goes from boyfriend to boyfriend is completely, I know I keep saying aloof, y'all. If you are over 21 and you need a drinking game use this episode because the older sister's aloof too because she has boyfriends for scores of years and doesn't even know that they are with somebody and literally has them for scores of years she just broke up with a guy she was with for 10 years which is a score and didn't know he had a girlfriend and i'm like <laughs> so now she has her sights on this security guard that works at the bank that she works at. And he's young and he all disrespectful and shit. You know what I'm saying? He, His friends ask him why he like her and he gives an old disrespectful answer and shit. Like, oh, she is, uh, you know, 
she's boring or some dumb shit like that. Just something, a descriptor that means that you are old, a woman, and no woman wants to be told, oh, I like her because she old. Nobody like, nobody. <laughs> that might be the damn truth, but you don't tell nobody that. That is so wrong. And he, you know, she brings him to this beer meeting with her friends and she's showing him off he's definitely a trophy but he's saying all this embarrassing ass shit and you can tell that she is just shrinking inside of herself every time he says something all embarrassing like oh i like her because she's old and boring and we don't even have to do much i could give her a soda and she happy and shit like he said she's very you know easy to please or some just something just you know and so her girlfriends are looking like, this bitch is dumb. But they're keeping a smile on their face because, like, you know, they not your actual friends. They just there to laugh at you. But it looks like Eugene is in love with a sister whose name is his son. And I just don't understand the dynamic of Yunjun, Uju, and Hyun Song if homeboy is having that much of a problem with her admitting she in love with somebody you know and there are other aspects of this drama which don't interest me at all like the little brother he cool you know i'm not mad at him or anything but he's a little directionless and you know he just wants to work and kind of get out into life and just start living it and uju wants him going to you know government academy or us and wants him to study all day and all night and he's like Dude, I don't want to do that. I want to be like, you know, an entertainer or I want a game or I'm just going to work these little jobs and I'm just going to live. Just let me live. Just let me live. Let me live. You know, but Uju is so putting so much pressure on him. He runs away from home. He's 25 and he fucking runs away from home. It's like, you know what? I mean, even in Hankuka, like serious in, in Korea, you you motherfuckers have to run away at 25? Like, come on, guys. Y'all taking it a little bit too far. And the last point I'll make to this mid-season stuff is that um, the storytelling in this could be a consequence of this being streamed on Disney+. Plus. I do realize that Disney+, Plus has some more risque shows. I mean, I'm from America. If you're not from America, um, it might not be um, as relevant to you why Disney is kind of a weird place for me when it comes to watching something serious because I associate Disney with freaking cartoons and kids shows. And it's not the first K-drama and it definitely won't be the last. But the reason why there may be a little contention when it comes to telling this story and giving us anything that even halfway resembles romance or love is maybe because it's on disney plus that's just a very raw hypothesis but again disney plus does have shows that in my opinion don't belong on there because i think disney plus should be reserved for children like can we just let them have their little streaming sites and you take your ass to Netflix so that you can give us a proper romance. So, <laughs> so what do I think about this? You know, you know what I think about it. But how am I going to get through the rest of this drama? Is 
it's not as bad as it feels like I'm reporting. It's just that nothing is happening. If I can give this drama another descriptor of what it feels like watching it, it feels like watching a um, drip of water. You know, when you turn your faucet off, but you didn't turn it off good enough and just that drip of water just drips. Or better yet, if you ask somebody for a cup of water and they put your glass underneath the faucet that drips like that, that slowly, that's how satisfying this drama is. Now, it doesn't make me upset because there are scenes, because I'm waiting for Dong Jin to do something. Uju, I'm not even, no, because she, it, it's just not possible, I don't think, for her to offer swoon factor. She don't have to make me swoon, but I'm saying that she's the aggressor in this. Obviously, they're, they've positioned her as more of the aggressor, and I just, you know, for Dong Jin's looks to match, you know, the story that they're they're saying that they're giving me, I need for Dong Jin to give me some masculine energy. He's not giving me feminine energy. That's not it. But he's just there like a doormat, a really nice doormat. You know, when you go to Michael's and you get a doormat and it's like, oh, this is so cute. I'm going to buy this one and put it on the doorstep. And uh, it just sits there. It doesn't do anything else. So before I go, I want to shout out you guys because the audience is what this is all about. Share this episode and make sure you're following on Spotify. Anchor. Wait a minute. Spotify for podcasters. I'm sorry, guys. They've changed the name. It used to be Anchor Podcast, but now it's Spotify for podcasters. So hi, United States. How are you guys doing? Y'all always represent. Obviously, I'm in the United States. India. I'm sorry, guys. I was looking for how to say hello in India <laughs> and it's not coming to me. Oh my God. I thought I'd put that in there and I think I did. And I think it's Namokshar, but that's Bangladesh. So I am really tripping right now. I am sorry. I am failing you, India, but you guys are such loyal fans of dramas that... I have got to get this right. So let me get it right. Okay, I love yoga. How the hell did I not remember Namaste? Namaste, India. Don't be upset. I'm sorry. Canada, hey. Brazil, hola. Next up on the roll call, we have Australia. Hi, Australia. Y'all speak English, so. That was easy. Taiwan, ni hao. Swatika. Thai. Yes, I am glad to see you guys here. You are some newcomers that come by all the time now. I have a lot of countries that stop in every day, but the roll calls that I am making now, these folks, you guys come every episode, and I'm so humbled by that. Hey, New Zealand. New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand, 
Guten Tag, Germany. Hi, in the United Kingdom. Salamat Sayang for Indonesia. Shalom for Israel. Hello, Netherlands. And Yasu, Greece. So I just wanted to give you guys a shout out because you guys are here every episode. I certainly appreciate that. How am I going to tackle uh, Call It Love for the remainder? Last time I checked, I saw that it was 16 episodes. And if it is finished airing, which I haven't, and I haven't verified that because I've watched so my job involves a lot of reading, writing, and uh, content consumption and creating. So I'm in so many different worlds at one time that I haven't had a chance to go back and see if it is finished airing. I hope it is finished airing. If it's not finished airing, um, I'm going to go to the latest episode. I know there are definitely more than eight episodes. And I'm going to go to the last episode, you guys, if I can, and just see. Because I just don't feel like I'm going to miss much. I'm really not. Ujun, in real life, that actor gives fantastic kisses. But, um, yeah, I just don't, you know, see it happening on Disney+. Plus. Nevertheless, that's all I've got for Call It love but i do not call this love i call this just you know no um so <laughs> you may get an an, ep- an update very soon on this because i need to be able to uh get finished with this and move on so call it love that's it and i'll talk to you in the next drama <laughs>